Oh, it'll run you. Definitely going to run you. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Freshly back from a vacation. Uh, took a week off. Spent time with my family. Uh, we were down in Nags Head, North Carolina. Had a great time. Let me tell you, it ain't cheap. It costs an arm and a leg to go on vacation. And I think next time vacation time rolls around, I'm going to do something different. Here it is, the middle of summer. Your family is screaming, vacation. And your bank account is screaming, stay the hell home. If you can't bear the thought of another stay-at-home vacation, try Fake-cation, the all-new in-home vacation kit that'll make you feel like you just had the best vacation of your life. You could choose the Disney kit, complete with an empty $7 soda cup, a 1,500-watt sun lamp, a can of Axe specially designed to smell like a sweaty family from Kentucky, and even rope barricades so you can line up outside the bathroom. Or the beach kit, including 50 pounds of playgrounds sand and a bag of medical waste metal detector not included or how about the new york city kit consisting of an empty postage paid envelope for you to put your jewelry and cash in and mail it back is it returnable no this summer take a fake-cation it's the next best thing to being there hepatitis vaccine for beach kits sold separately breaking the news that's already broken it's time for prospectors briefs on Rock 107. The U.S. destroyed our last stockpile of chemical weapons. Now the most dangerous chemicals we have are located in bottles of Mountain Dew Code Red. A court ruled a thumbs-up emoji was legally binding in a business dispute. Does that mean if I send a woman an eggplant emoji, she could sue me when she finds out I'm actually more of a mushroom? A woman was caught sneaking into Taylor Swift's Rhode Island home. She got further than most trespassers thanks to her disguise as a cat. Prospector ruins everything, even the news. Tune in tomorrow for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. Money is low, so here's another budget vacation idea. Hey kids, we're going camping. Yay! All right, meet me in the backyard. I'll grab the tarp, and in the morning I told the neighbors to make a lot of noise when they leave for work at 7 a.m. It'll be just like a real campground. That's another budget vacation idea. Budget vacation ideas. We couldn't afford a real jingle. I have something wild to talk about. Something that might just blow your mind. You ready? Strap yourselves in, because I'm about to drop a truth bomb on you. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Here's the truth bomb. Bicyclists have a stronger claim to the word biker than those motorcycle riders. Yeah, I said it. I was reading an article the other day on my vacation about a bicycle crashing into something. Innocent enough, right? But then I stumbled upon a comment from a so-called reader, and it just made my head pop. The person had the audacity to write, Not a biker, a cyclist. Bikers ride motorcycles. Well, folks, I'm here before you to assert a bold and perhaps controversial claim. Brace yourselves. I firmly believe that bicyclists have a stronger claim to the word biker than their motorcycling counterparts. Yeah, you heard that, right? Cyclists have more rights to the name biker than motorcyclists. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I am. Hey, last time I checked, motorcycle doesn't have bike in it. Doesn't even have BI in it. So let's take a moment and dissect my claim. When we think of the word bike, what comes to mind? A pedal-powered wonder? A two-wheeled marvel that allows us to explore the world under our own steam. You know, the first bit of freedom we ever had as kids. Bicycles have been around for centuries, serving as a symbol of freedom and independence. So let's turn our attention to motorcycles. 
While they may share the cycle part of their name with bicycles, they're a whole different breed. Motorcycles have roaring engines, combustible power, and let's be honest, an undeniable badassery that can't be denied. They command respect, they turn heads, and they embody that rebellious spirit. But they aren't bikes. Here's the thing. The word biker is derived from the word bike. And that's short for bicycle. It's that simple. Bicyclists were the original pioneers of biking, pedaling their way to adventure, exploration, and dare I say enlightenment. They laid the foundation for the term biker before motorcycles were even a thing. Bicyclists are the OG bikers. In fact, motorcycles a modification of the original bicycle, right? Motorized bicycle. But they don't call it that. Now they want to claim the shortened version of bicycle? Where does that leave the motor? Look, you want to ditch the motor and start pedaling around on your hog? I'll call you a biker. Let me know when you start calling them motor bicycles. Doesn't have that same ring, does it? Imagine the biker gangs rolling up to a dive bar on their motor bicycles. Sounds like something out of a bad 80s sitcom. It's time to give credit where credit is due. Bicyclists hold the heritage, the legacy, and the claim to the name biker that cannot be denied. You want to be called a biker? Ride a bike. You know, short for bicycle. You want to ride a motorcycle? Cool. More power to you. Why pedal and work up a sweat when you can just twist your wrist and let the engine do all the work, right? Who needs exercise when you got horsepower, am I right? I mean, if all you do is twist your wrists, maybe we should call you wristies. That's better. Life's pretty tough right now. There's plenty of bad news, but it's not all bad. It's time for the brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. A 19-year-old kid near Los Angeles named Caleb De Los Santos was driving home from watching fireworks on the 4th of July when he saw someone's garage on fire. He pulled over, ran into the house and made sure they got out. The couple who lived there got their dog out and no one was hurt. Caleb also got them to move their cars so those didn't go up. Then he grabbed a hose and started spraying the garage so the flames didn't spread to the house. He left before they could thank him, but his mom brought him back the next day after she heard what happened. The mom also started a GoFundMe for the couple to pay for the damages. It looks like a stray firework may have started the blaze, but firefighters are still investigating. Thanks. We needed that. The brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. You think you know someone, right? Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Uh, just back from a week off. Went to Nags Head, North Carolina. Uh, my wife. Uh, stepdaughter, uh, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, their son, Jet, and uh, one of his friends, Josh, had a great time for the week. But I found something out. I thought I knew everything. I found something out about my wife. My wife, previously, huge swimmer, loves to go in the ocean, go in far out and swim around and have a great time, blah, blah, blah. This time at the beach, in up to about her knees and seemingly worried about anybody swimming out past that length, past that height. Yeah, her, her sister's out there further. and She's like, you got to go back, you got to go back. Turns out, somehow, my wife has become deathly afraid of sharks. Now, look, I don't want to get shark bit. I didn't go in the ocean at all. That's because I'm a horrible swimmer, not because I'm afraid of sharks. And yeah, the chance exists. You got to be worried about that kind of stuff. You got to be prudent about it. But that doesn't mean you have to like freeze up and never go swimming. Shark bite chances are really still very rare. We just hear about them in the news all the time. But because my wife is now deathly afraid of sharks, we have to change our vacation plans next time around. And then the conversation turned From going to the beach We changed our minds because we learned It's a shark! It was shark week Don't go on that vacation Losing limbs is quite a fright 
Change your trip destination. Don't go where the sharks may bite. Money is low, so here's another budget vacation idea. Who likes the amusement park? Yay! Okay, go stand in line for an hour, then I'll push you on the swing. That's another budget vacation idea. Budget vacation ideas. We couldn't afford a real jingle. It's like we learned nothing from Hugo Solinsky's escape from Luzerne County Prison. Good morning. I'm Rockwood 07's Prospector. Do you see the news over the weekend? A dangerous inmate escaped from a prison in Warren, PA. That's up in the northwest part of their Commonwealth. It seems like we have a real-life Houdini on our hands. This guy, let's just call him Great Escapist, decides he's had enough of jail life. But instead of a fancy magic trick, he goes for the good old bedsheet escape routine. Yeah, classic move, right? Grab the bedsheets, tie them in knots, boom. I mean, who needs key cards and high-tech security systems when he can just tie some bedsheets together, climb out of a window? It's like they're saying, hey, we spent millions on this state-of-the-art security, but we forgot to account for prisoners with basic knot-tying skills. Now, this is the kind of creativity that I can appreciate. Forget about digging tunnels or bribing guards. No, this guy saw a pile of bedsheets and thought, you know what? I can turn this into my ticket to freedom. It's like he's auditioning for a spot on a DIY prison escape show. But here's the best part. According to the article, this dangerous inmate not, uh, used not one, not two, but three sheets tied together. Three sheets. I mean, who does he think he is? The world's most daring linen acrobat? Is he playing to scale a skyscraper with those things next? And let's not forget about the audacity it takes to actually pull off a stunt like this. You know, there must have been other inmates watching thinking, man, I wish I thought of that. Now they're probably kicking themselves going, why did I use my bed sheet for something like a hammock when I could have done that? I can imagine the conversations between the guards when they discovered the escape. Hey, Johnson, have you seen inmate 543? He seems to have vanished. No worries, Bob. He probably just found a secret passage or a teleportation device. Happens all the time. Now, I know what you're thinking. Isn't it dangerous to let inmates have access to like, a lot of sheets? Well, apparently, the prison staff wanted to promote creativity. They're like, hey, if you can tie a fancy knot, you deserve a shot at freedom. Let's be honest. If bed sheets are all it takes to escape a maximum security prison, maybe they should reconsider their slogan. Instead of incarceration at its finest, they should go with escape room enthusiasts welcome. I mean, have we learned nothing from Looney Tune cartoons? Come on, people. Maybe no inmate gets more than one bed sheet from here on out. Just a thought. But hey, at least it's good to know even in these modern times, good old-fashioned ingenuity can still trump advanced security measures. So the next time you're in a tight spot, just remember, a few bed sheets and a little determination can take you places. Talk about a guy who's really into redecorating. He said, hey, screw these drab prison walls. I'm going for the more open concept design. Oh, and if anyone asks, I'm providing a tutorial on bedsheet escapes after the show. What's a yambag? A fool, an idiot, a blockhead, a dunce, or an ignoramus. You know, a dullard, simpleton, or a clot, nitwit, dipstick, pea brain, mouth breather, or cretin. It's now time to announce the winner of Prospector's Yambag of the Day, as decided by you at rock107.com. Here are the nominees. Nominee number one. Skittles makes it seem exciting to taste the rainbow, but it's not fun to be smacked over the head by that rainbow. A 19-year-old man in Minnesota named Tristan Stenta was arrested following an unprovoked Skittles attack. Tristan allegedly walked into a restaurant and just began throwing Skittles at employees and customers. Police were called and when they showed up, there were Skittles everywhere. 
They found Tristan at a nearby business and he was charged with misdemeanor assault, disorderly conduct, and resisting police counts. He was also arrested last month for possession of LSD and marijuana wax. Doesn't sound like anyone was seriously hurt. One woman told cops she was hit in the back with a skittle and suffered a stinging pain. There's no word on her condition, but it doesn't sound like it was life-threatening. Nominee number two. The surprisingly organized trend of thieves stealing catalytic converters is still ravaging the country, but there may be a new hot ticket, side view mirrors. Thieves in Virginia have been stealing side view mirrors from cars on the street, and not the whole mirror with the cover and frame, just the glass itself, which is being carefully removed from the assembly. It's unclear what the motive is. Some people speculate that there's a market for them on the black market for car parts, but unlike catalytic converters, mirrors aren't worth that much, and there are different sizes, different makes and models and all that. Also, the thieves have taken mirrors from both sides, but it seems like they prefer the ones on the driver's side for some reason. Cops are still investigating, but as far as I know, no one's been caught yet. And the winner is... The 19-year-old who was arrested for assaulting people with Skittles. You are the Yam Bag of the Day, and we'll move on to Friday's Yam Bag of the Week competition. Keep it here for all the nominees for Prospector's Yam Bag of the Day, weekday mornings on Rock 107. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.